everybody. What's going on? Rob Sisternino here with some exit interview coverage here from the Amazing Race 32. We're going to be talking with the most recently eliminated team, and that is Gary and D'Angelo. And D'Angelo was fired up last night. We can't wait to hear what he has to say along with Gary on today's Amazing Race exit interview. Normally, we had been putting these as part of our tar pit coverage on the weekend, but we thought that this was uh, such a great exit interview that uh, we could not wait until the weekend. So uh, we are bringing that here to you on Thursday, right after we talk to Gary and D'Angelo. And here to uh, help me cover the exit interview, as we've done all season long, our chief Amazing Race correspondent, Jessica Lee. Jess, how are you? I'm doing great, Rob. I cannot wait to talk to these guys, and I think we are wise to give the people what they want. Give the people what they want, and uh, we will uh, talk with Gary and D'Angelo momentarily. Uh, Jess, last night, you and myself and Mike Bloom broke down the City Sprint, a polarizing episode of The Amazing Race. Yeah, curiously not sponsored by a mobile carrier in the texting capital of the world. <laughs> yes, yes, but it's we, called a sprint. Where were yeah? Where were the people on consumer cellular on this one? The texting capital of the world. Yeah, I ask you, Rob. It's I don't I don't get it, but it was it was a fun leg. It was a little bizarre, so we talked through the bizarreness, and then we talked through the inexplicable end of it, mm-hmm. and how disappointing that was on several levels. So I'm disappointed, but I'm happy to break it all down with Gary and D'Angelo. Yes. And of course, we will be back together with Mike over the weekend for the Tar Pit. If you have questions for our feedback show, you can send them in to amazingrace at robhasawebsite.com. Before we get to Gary and D'Angelo, let me thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at Honey, the browser extension that saves you money. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash R-H-A-P. Just, uh, was that Honey that was in the food that they made for the horses also? It could have been. It looked kind of like molasses, but it is very possible. It had the consistency of honey. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's look, that's one kind of honey. This is the honey that saves you money. You've got a whole list of gifts that you're going to buy for the holidays. Just uh, any day now, I'm going to start my holiday shopping for uh, the people in my inner circle. Any day now, sometime in the next week or, or week and a half, I'm going to be starting my holiday shopping. Hard same, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, look, imagine that you are doing your holiday shopping and somebody randomly gives you money to help buy these gifts. Yeah, if that sounds good, that's what Honey is doing. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts. And you're probably wondering, wait, is this the same Honey that automatically searches for promo codes online? Yes. Yes, it is. With Honey, you can make a list of all the holiday gifts you want from certain stores. And Honey will email you when the price drops on anything on that list. Just add Honey to your computer. Create an account, throw some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey will randomly select winners and give them the money to help buy something on their list. Jess, I am a big believer in the Honey browser extension. I just sent flowers to my mom for her birthday. It was her birthday, November 30th. Happy birthday, mom. And I got my mom flowers and I knew I had it in my back pocket. Boy, I got that Honey browser extension. I know I'm saving 20%. Sight unseen. Sure enough, they found the code. Very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what? It, it's kind of like, you know that that plan that uh, we saw Riley Madison try to do where it's like, all right, we know that, that, that well, if we just do this, it's going to it's going to work eventually. That's how honey is, except it does actually work. Unlike Riley and Madison's plan, where it's going to eventually try every single possible code that's out there until it finds you the one that saves the most money. So to get on board with that honey, one million dollars worth of gifts, no purchase is necessary. You need a PayPal account to redeem the prize. Only valid in the U.S. Giveaway ends December 21st, 2020. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash RHAP. That's joinhoney.com slash RHAP. All right. We have Gary and D'Angelo on the line. Let's go ahead and uh, patch them in. Gary and D'Angelo, how are you? I'm, I'm doing me. good. How we doing? <laughs> I'm doing what good. What do you mean, how we doing? Did you not just see us get eliminated from the amazing race? <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, but that was two years ago. Billion dollars slip out of our hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't feel like it was two years ago. I feel like I just flew back from the damn Philippines right now. <laughs> D'Angelo, we have watched uh, thirty-two seasons of The Amazing Race, and we've never seen an answer like that on the mat when Phil asks any regrets. Typically, it's like, no, no, we loved it. Uh, D'Angelo, we've never seen an answer like that for Phil. Yeah, I know. I, I can tell by his facial expression, but I'm gonna let Gary answer this because mine don't always come out the best. And he tries to yeah. embarrass me, so I'm just gonna clarify his yeah, comments. He, he, he's he's already told me not to say anything crazy, so go ahead, Gary. No, so basically his whole reasoning for saying that it's not he loved the race. He loved from the start <laughs> of the race from the break to when you hit the pit stop. It's the in-between when you have to go to a hotel room and you can't, you're standing next to the Eiffel Tower, but you can't go see it. Or you're in Sin Reap and you can't go see Angkor Wat. You drive right by it, but you can't go experience it. That's the problem that he had with the race. It wasn't the actual race. It's more that he gets to visit all these countries, but he can't experience the countries because all he gets to experience is the race and then all the other stuff you don't get to see. You just get to drive by and wave. You don't get to actually go experience. So when we travel, he usually gets to see all that. So that's where his frustration led from because he's not getting to truly experience the countries like he wants to. And when I told him about the amazing race, he never watched to prepare like I did. I binge watched. I told him, hey, say you get to travel the world, you get to see all these countries and experience all crazy things. So he was under that impression that he actually gets to experience them too when he didn't truly get to. So that just boiled over for him. And that's where his comments came from. I I, I guess my my question would be this, and this is a serious question. This is a question for you and Jessica. If you go to Paris and you go to your hotel room and you look out your window and you see the Eiffel Tower and then you get back on the plane and you come back home and somebody asks you, hey, did you get a chance to see the Eiffel Tower? How would you explain to them you saw it? Hmm. I'd say I, I saw it, but I saw it from afar. I did not get there. Yeah, I think that's Yeah, right. but you would not be happy with that experience <laughs> if, it was, if you weren't allowed. That's, that's where his problem was. He wasn't allowed to see it and experience it. Mm-hmm. So that's where his You problem. sound exactly like how I was thinking when I found out that I couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was this a big problem on the race where, D'Angelo, did you consider breaking out of your hotel room to go and see the sites on different places that you went to? I, I, I never considered that because I told Gary that I was going to come on the race. And when I told Gary I was going to come on the race, I didn't know what all that entailed. 
But whatever it entailed as far as following the rules, I was going to do that because of me saying, hey, Gary, I'm going to do that. And him saying, don't embarrass me. <laughs> I have a, I, what a lot of people don't understand is, is I have a lot of respect for Gary. And when I tell Gary that I'm going to do something because of that respect I have for him, I do it. I, there's no lying with him. There's no like, hey, I'm just going to play coy. Like, and it's the same way with him. Like, that's, it's genuine. What you saw on TV is us all the time. The edits or no edits. And everybody was saying, man, that was in the heat of the moment. I was like, no, that's truly how I felt. I, I, don't, I don't get frustrated or get upset and say stuff that I don't mean. I stand behind that. That's why when I get like this, Gary usually take over. He's like, yeah, this is what he meant. <laughs> it's just out of context because nobody was experiencing the race with him like I was. So like, I know exactly his feelings because I've also traveled with him and we've seen, we've been to the great wall. We've been to South Africa so far. So like, I know he really enjoys getting to get out and see things. So knowing he couldn't do that was really hard on him. Well, that actually, that leads me to an interesting question. Cause Gary, you mentioned that you had binge watched a bunch of seasons before you right. went on the show. Um, how did you get connected with the amazing race in the first place then? Um, because it doesn't sound like you might have applied out of nowhere. Well, so actually, we somewhat did. So uh, we were in, we were in, like I said, we were in South Africa, and I proposed the option to D. I was like, D, would you ever do the Amazing Race? Here's what it is. And he said, Yeah. He said, Yeah, I'd probably do something like that. So you fast forward about six months later, they have the open, uh, they have the little call tryout thingies or whatever, so you can send a video, submit. So we're at yeah. Disney, and I was like, D, we need to make a video so we can send this. He's like, for what? I'm like, for the maze race. I'm like, what are you talking about? You talked about this last January. What are you talking about? When we were in Africa, you like, you do it. So, oh, all right, whatever. So we made it, just threw it together and put it, and we got picked. So it wasn't like, an, like it came out of nowhere, but it didn't. We still applied for it. But yeah, I think a lot of it was just, he didn't know much about it. I did binge watch 10 seasons after we got selected for it. So I'd never heard of the show. Well, I had also told him beforehand. Well, never he heard of the show. TV. He doesn't watch TV like that. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> but like, so, so I told him when we when I binge watched, I'm like, yeah, some of the episodes, some of the guys, the teams got to go out and see because some of them they did. Some of them got to go see the Eiffel Tower. Some of them got to walk around the city. We never had that opportunity. So he was under a false impression from previous seasons that I had seen. And I had told him what could happen. Could we talk a little bit about the alliance and uh, then how it ultimately unraveled uh, for uh, you two in uh, the round of the final four? Uh, do you have any uh, second thoughts about being part of the Mind Five Alliance? Oh, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I, it works great when you're in the alliance. It's terrible when you're on the outside looking in. And we got a beautiful picture of that posted from yesterday of us seeing that very alliance take us down. So yes, I, I, I truly, I, I, I don't know if this alliance was truly an alliance. Like they made it look really nice on TV, but as far as like our interaction, like it was very quick, swift and brief as in like, Hey, you got to make a split second decision on whether or not you want to help this team or not help this team and not have time to think about it. Like, hey, Hong, where are those heads at? She could either say, I don't know, or she could say, right there. And right there popped out before I don't know, just as a habit. I, I mean, I don't know. 
I'm 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 making excuses on why alliances shouldn't be allowed because I got kicked out by one. I'm searching for something, guys. Help me. And I and I'm gonna go a different route because <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with alliances. I think it was fine. I I do think, but I think going in, like me and G, we were willing to help anybody. So if anybody asks us anything, we say, here you go. Here's here's what we know, because it was like we had the mind five, but we helped other teams and that weren't in the mind five during the legs too. Like it was just, we would, if somebody asked us something just in passing, just like anybody would, Hey, do you know what time it is? Doesn't matter who it is. You're going to tell them, Hey, do you know where this is at? You might point it out. You're not just going to ignore them. Cause that's just not my demeanor. So I'm definitely not going to do that. I even tried to do that with the, with uh, Asian persuasion on the boats in Brazil. Yeah. I tried to remind them about their bags just because that's who I am. And he's like, no, no, don't do it. So then we told them later, we could have waited, but we still told them. They weren't in the mine five. We were still willing to help. I think that was the biggest thing. Like, yeah, we were in the mine five, but we were willing to help everybody. But one thing nobody really knew was we were actually in a super secret alliance. We fought with the Beard Bros because after the first up leg, we had talked to the Beard Bros off camera and they had agreed, hey, we'll be in an alliance together. We're going to make sure us two teams get to the finals. So we were in agreement us two teams are going to make sure we get to the finals. So seeing everything that happened with their three-team alliance and going against what we had before we even had the mind five, before they had the three, that was probably the harder thing for us to take because we knew we thought we had their word that they were going to keep because we kept ours on everything we were going to do. So I think that was probably the biggest thing because as you saw in Brazil, they helped us right away at the building the hut. Mm-hmm. So like we thought it was strong. And even in the last episode, they were when the other two teams said no, we're not going to help. They actually came up to him and said, "Hey, if you get the answer, give it to us. If we get it, we'll give it to you." So we're still thinking our alliance with them is strong until they run off away from us. Then we realize they just backstab us. They're with the mm-hmm. three for sure. So I I, I want to make this. I want to make sure people understand this too. Um, and and when I say that on TV it looked like it's an alliance, right? But what people don't understand is, is when I say if it was part of the alliance, because once the show's over and the cameras go off and we get to the mat, the only people that we talk to are the people in the cast. Mm-hmm. So we're friends too. So what people don't understand is, is because you're friends off the mat, I'll be, you still know that you're a game, that this is a game, but you don't have a cell phone. You don't have anything else to do. You're not just going to sit there and not talk to anybody. So because we start talking to each other, getting backgrounds on each other and become like somewhat friends or maybe, you know, something that I said interests you or we're somewhat in the same. So now we're running through this and I ask you like, hey, for help, you're more likely to help me because you kind of sympathize with us being friends. So that's why I say I don't know if it was the alliance that helped us through or was the fact that we were friends behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you... um when this happened at the end of your tenure on the race, uh, did that damage the friendships that you'd made? Like, have you been in touch with your castmates since then? We actually yeah, have, we, we have a great group chat where we talk every day, all, all the time. We've had two reunions since the show because two years is a long time. I think it'd been different if it, only, if it aired six months, maybe a year after, it might not be as close. But the fact that we had two years to build the bond with each yeah. other, talking and seeing each other again and talking everything out, that really helped our friendships. Yeah, I don't think you heard the extra footage when I said we went from taking souls to making bonds. 
Yeah. Um, so could you just tell us, uh, how long were you two competing on that uh, challenge with the music and lining up the suitcases? How long uh, had you guys been doing that before you ultimately decided to take the penalty? So, honestly, the whole, everybody was there for like three and a half hours. As soon as those three teams got it, we took the penalty because we knew the pit stop was next. And we had no idea what we were doing wrong because in France, I was only at the roadblock for literally like five minutes. So I never heard music in France. So I would have never guessed France. He even picked up France. And I said, no, it's not France. There was no music. Mm-hmm. So we would have never gotten France by ourselves because unless we would just guess. We knew two of the boxes for sure. We were pretty sure on another, but we would definitely had no idea if France was the force. You know, it, it pissed me off because I don't know if you saw the edit, but they had two and four. We had one and three. Yeah. So if any one of them would have been like, hey, we wouldn't have been there for three and a half, four hours. We would have been there for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we would have put them together. All somebody had to do, that's what's crazy watching it on TV because you just like, damn, all y'all had to do was say the super secret alliance would have worked. Mm-hmm. Correct. And it could have came out of nowhere. So after you took the penalty, uh, did you sit there for the full two hours or did they tell you you could go to the mat at some point? I, I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, we both. Yeah, yeah. And they just I, don't know, I was asleep. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that Gary invented something on the race. Uh, Jess, have you ever seen people that go to sleep at tasks before while they're waiting for stuff? That's a new one on me. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. In seasons I've been watched, I never saw it, but I got two good naps then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what people what people don't understand what they don't understand about the race is is that every time you jump on a flight and you fly to another country, it's a different time zone. Mm-hmm. So we're jumping from time zone to time zone. It was one time where I had the window up and we had like twenty four hours of straight daylight, and I was like, this is stupid. We had to. Like let the windows down. I was like, this is crazy, and then get off a plane and race. And and I I'm six six, two fifty two sixty. I can't sleep on a plane, so I don't get the sleep yeah. that some other people get. So I got to get it when I can get it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, man, it was rough. In the two years since you've done the show, D'Angelo, have you gotten the chance to go to Gary's house and see his art collection? Yes, finally. I, I, yes. I, as a matter of fact, my kids call Gary's house their house, and he allows that, and it drives me crazy. Because they just, they always say, "I want to go home, Daddy," and I'm like, "That is not your home." And they choose, <laughs> but yes, my house over Disney. They do. They choose his house over Disney. But I have to tell you, Gary has everything anybody can ever offer. He has everything. So Renaissance man. We just go there, and it's it's yeah. It's but his artwork though, I did check out his artwork. That was the question. He has artwork, but he doesn't have artwork like they have. He doesn't have Renaissance stuff. As a matter of fact, I think he has Chucky killing Jason on his wall. And I'm like, Gary, how does this? How does this? It's not even the same type of art. So I do have a bunch of horror art. I have a bunch of like pop art. I also have a bunch of like comic book art or like Disney art. 
I just enjoy art in general. He asked, why I don't have any renaissance? I told him, I said, I can't afford the prices of some of those renaissance, and I only want originals. I don't want a copy, because to me, a copy is not the same, so I only get originals, so that's what I've been doing in my house, but I do have a bunch of art. And how... And how bougie is that? Where he can just get a replica, <laughs> he can still have it and get a replica. But a replica is so paper. bougie; it's, not, it's actually not painted. So bougie with his artwork <laughs> that he only wants originals. This is boy, I tell you the truth. Well, this is why I don't go to his house that much. Yeah, you don't understand he's, he's bougie. I respect the the time they put in and the craftsmanship of painting. I don't have that skill. Same with drawing. So if you give me a replica where it's a copied paper. I don't want that or a copied picture. It's not the same. I can't see the textures changing. I can't see the brush strokes. There's a whole different thing that goes into it. I know you don't know oh, art. So you lost right now, dude. But that's why I like it. <laughs> okay. I know you guys got to run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're way over our time. All right. So thank you, Gary and D'Angelo. All the best to both of you. You're very fun to watch on the race. And uh, best of luck on everything that you guys are doing outside the race. Thank you very much. Exactly. All right. Take care. <laughs> I'm going to give you the art lesson of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that probably CBS is like, all right, we got to move on. We got yeah. <laughs> just chop, a little chop. inside baseball uh, that we were b- very behind schedule for our interview. I can only imagine how far behind schedule they are at this point. <laughs> yeah, but that was everything i wanted it to be in more rob yeah that was great that was great so uh very fun uh gary and uh d'angelo and you know hopefully you know we get the uh, chance to follow more of what they're doing uh outside of the race all right uh so jess anything else that you want to say before we reconvene for the tar pit um nope i think we're gonna have a very fun tar pit i'm very excited for it and that's about all we've got going on all right. Uh, so we'll have uh, our Amazing Race feedback show over the weekend. Send in your questions. Amazing Race at Rob has a website dot com. And then uh, we will be back for our Amazing Race finale coverage next Wednesday night. We'll talk with the final three teams sometime uh, next week, probably on uh, Thursday morning. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Jess, anything else you want to tell people to check out? Um, You can check out me and Mike Bloom talking Star Trek Discovery over on Post Show Recaps. That's always a fun time. Okay, and then uh, we have a great talking with T-Bird coming up uh, later on tonight. We're going to check out, uh, we're gonna catch up with uh, Nayanka Mixon, uh, who, uh, much like Gary and D'Angelo, is going to have a lot to say. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, and everything else we have going on over at robhasawebsite.com. Thank you so much for checking out the exit interview. Uh, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.